Hello and welcome in to the Nittany Gritty, brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. I am your host, John Sauber, Penn State men's basketball and football beat writer at the Center Daily Times. And I am joined by, we're going to switch it up this week, Penn State all-time assist leader, Tim Frazier. A thing that I am reminded by, uh, of, by the way, every time I go into my seat at the Bryce Jordan Center, like I go into Tunnel 23 and it's your face like right above it. And it says all-time assist leader right there. Like, hey, there he is. And then just walk right in there. That's how I identify it. Yeah, man, that was a good chance, man. That's something I'm very proud of. And, you know, I know eventually it will be broken and somebody will step in and, and eventually break it. But I'm glad that, you know, that's something that I'm very proud of. And hopefully I'll be able to show my kids, man, I was able to um, break a record. Shout out to all those guys that was making shots for me <laughs> and uh, helping me become an all-time leader. Yeah, but we also got to remember that Nick Colella cost you a couple triple-doubles. Like, we can't let that yes. slide by. Like that's still yes. a thing that happened. Yes, um, I, I, it was. I think it was a couple times, maybe once or twice. But you know, the biggest one is that 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 Nick Colella game. Where I needed that one more assist, but it was a couple times I was teetering around. You know, I needed two more rebounds here or another two more assists here and there. But you know, I was able to get them later on in you know professional career. I got I was able to knock off a couple triple doubles, which is pretty cool too. You know, what I mean, it, it's a. Russell Westbrook and most of the guys make it look easy, but uh, it's, it's actually pretty tough. But so I'm glad I was able to get some couple of those as well. Listen, I as, we can list my athletic accomplishments one of these days, <laughs> like how uh, I, I was uh, an excellent high school golfer and have gotten significantly worse since then, and now kind of hate golfing, but do it anyways. Spend all the money and just go and suck at it. It's a uh, it's a bad time, uh, but I, I'm gonna keep doing it uh, because yeah. it's the only thing that I do anymore. Uh, but yeah, those, you know, those are pretty much even right. Me golfing in high school, you playing in the NBA, whatever, all that stuff. Those yeah, are like uh, equal yeah. <laughs> athletic accomplishments, right? Like we're, we're on the same playing field here. Uh, but your accomplishments with Penn state, right. Are you mentioned they, they're, they're probably going to get broken one day. All of them do. Mm. Uh, there are some guys there now that have done some things. We brought up the triple doubles that you haven't done. Right. right. And, and, uh, it is it is a stark contrast now, I think, to see where this program is at compared to where it was when you were there, which, again, you were one of the best players ever to play there, probably better than anyone, I would say, on this current team and, and anyone since, you know, you and Lamar and, like, Calvin Booth and those guys are in that conversation. And yet you look now and it's like these dudes are about to set, like, every three-point record uh, that, that you know, the, his, the, the program's ever seen in its history, uh, which I think is a good place to start with the X's and O's because mm-hmm. that was not the case <laughs> against Rutgers. Making, I think it was four threes uh, in a game is is not something I don't think you expected to see this year. It's not something I expected to see this year. Uh, it was, you know, we, last year there were some down moments, right? Like when they played UMass and when they played Indiana. This was like the, I would say pretty inarguably, the worst performance this team has had this season, especially because like they couldn't hit anything. Yeah, it's one of those days, and you know, it's kind of one of those games when you you kind of just say, "Man, we just don't have it today." But it's very unfortunate that it came at this time. You know, you know, they, like we just talked about last week, how hey, this next game was going to be the make a break. You know, it shows what type of team we have, which way, which way are we headed with this team in this season? And they just ran into a wall, man. Like you said, the team is really built on guys making shots and guys making threes, and only make four. You knew the team was going to be in trouble. You could see it earlier, early in the game, when the guys were just missing shots, and not not that they were all the shots were contested or bad, bad, bad shots. It was they missed some wide open ones as well, man. And you could just see it was like, 
ain't like you could see the snowball effect happening where the you know the snowball was rolling they were missing shots and you saw a lot of guys starting to force it in, in inside as well and you know they were you know they weren't finishing well and to top it all off like you got to give Rutgers credit you know what I mean to go in there it's a tough place to play they had a lot of fans there as well they came to play and you know what I mean they deserved that win you know obviously unfortunate for us in, in Penn State you know we wanted to make that win and start a streak going to you know head into these two tough games next but you got to shoot and make more threes. You know, and that's the bottom line. For the team that they have right here, that coach has right now, the biggest thing is that you got to make shots, got to make threes. Yeah, and, and I've seen people say, right, like they need to find another way to generate offense uh, if mm-hmm. if they're not making threes. Uh, there isn't one, right? This is this is how this team is going to play. Uh, they're, they're like, the, the other options are like take long twos, and I got to tell you, that's a bad idea because uh, then yeah. you're going to miss shots, and when you make them, they're not as valuable. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it's it's a tough place to be in. Um, you know, they started posting Jalen Pickett up. He was able to get a couple easy looks. Uh, but you're right. Like early on, you could kind of tell. It was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna be missing a bunch this game. Uh, and I, I think they started two of eleven from three. Uh, it did not get better from there. They were like three of thirteen mm-hmm. at the end of the first half, and then made one in the second half, which is kind of crazy given some of the shooters they have. Miles Dread uh, was 0-5 from three in the game. Andrew Funk was and, and Seth Lundy were combined four of eleven, and those were the only guys who made threes. Like it was just mm-hmm. kind of a disaster uh, from a shooting standpoint. And like you said, they were open. Um, you you've yeah. got to make those open shots when you get them. But it's not like this is the thing that always gets me. Like when people are like uh, like, and and this is where I give Micah Shrewsbury a lot of credit because he doesn't criticize guys when they miss open shots because it's like. Not mm-hmm. like they're trying to miss. You know what I mean? Like it's it's they're trying to make the shot. There's no like it's no lack of effort or anything uh, that goes wrong in a missed shot. Sometimes they just don't fall. Um, and so I see a lot of like I said the consternation about like you know they have to find other ways to play. This is like an indictment of how this is going to go from here. And to me, like, are you going to remember this game in a month? I'm not going to remember this game in a month, so it's not going to matter all that much. Yeah, uh, I I think a lot of it with the game of basketball is that most of the time you have another one coming up soon, you know, in the next couple of days. And, and, and right now at this stage in, in in the month of January that they have another one coming up. Are we going to look back on this game later on around March? I don't know. Hope, let's hope not. But, you know, I think, I think you can always bounce back. And, and, and that's what we've been doing. We've been saying this for the last each week, you know, we win one, we lose one, we win one, we lose one. And we're teetering around that 500 range, which I think is what we need to be able to make it into the, in, into the tournament. I know I saw something early in the week, you know, a prediction. I forgot who the prediction of was, uh, of the tournament already that had came out. I think, I think they had Penn state in, in, in at maybe a 10 seed or, or, or 11 seed or something like that, which is always good news that somebody's saying that you're going to be in, not saying that that's, that's true or not, but, Hopefully that we're not looking at this looking at this game around in March and saying, "Hey, man, we went to Rutgers and and, and we we shit the bet." You know, um, we got more games to go to come ahead, and, and we got to be able to steal some on the road. You know, we said it already. We you know that loss to, to Purdue at the Palestra is, is a is a home loss, and um, you got to be able to step up and, and win some games on the road. Yeah, and there are going to be chances for that. I think that's where Penn State's really fortunate, right? Like, they get Nebraska on the road, that's a winnable game. They get Minnesota on the road, that is, like, not just a winnable game. That's kind of a must-win. Minnesota has been, like, the worst team in the conference, like, by quite a bit this year. Uh, One Mm -hmm. conference win, I believe, still against Ohio State uh, on a pretty Big Ten official-type call at the end of the game that that gave them an (laughs) advantage. Uh, But back to to Rutgers, like, you know, it it does, as a team, I'm sure it sucks to lose to them by 20. But Purdue lost to them, I know it was only by one, but in Mackey Arena. 
Like they lost to Rutgers mm-hmm. at home. Like this is, you know, this isn't the Rutgers of old where it's like, you know, the some of those teams uh, that were just like would fall flat on their face uh, and would would no show pretty much every game. This is a good Rutgers team. Uh, they're yeah. probably going to be a top six, around six ish seed in the tournament, right? Like that's not a to me that's not that bad of a loss. And it was coming off of, and you mentioned this, them winning a game, right? Like they beat yeah. Nebraska and beat them pretty handily. It was, uh, it was it was strange because if you remember last year's Nebraska game. John Hara leaves the court crying because it was his last game there, and it was a total disaster. Like, they get blown out of the water by a terrible Nebraska team. Uh, and then, you know, there was, you know, Micah Shrewsbury said it over and over again leading into this past Nebraska game. He was like, listen, the last time it happened here, it didn't work out for the Nittany Lions. This time it very much did, uh, and they they yeah. kind of were in control of that game from the start, and it was never in question. Uh, and so, like, having, having that win before this Rutgers loss I think is really important uh, because mm-hmm. – if they can, you know, turn this around later and and win, you know, maybe the next game against Michigan at home, then suddenly again everyone just forgets the Rutgers loss, right? Like, I, I think, I think it's easy. So college sports fans in general, I think a lot of college sports fans are football fans first, right? And I think that's yeah. especially true at Penn State, where there are a ton of like football fans, and so you kind of live in it, live and die with every loss because in football, like if you lose one, like you're you're on the downswing now right and things are mm-hmm. you know you could lose every goal you want to achieve that season uh in basketball like you're gonna lose quite a few of them right like you're gonna mm-hmm. lose 10 or 11 on a good season uh and and so you can get blown out at Rutgers, and you know you mentioned march like i don't know if the committee's gonna care because they're gonna look at Rutgers and be like yeah oh yeah of course they blew out a bunch of teams at home right and uh and the other part of this is this ended as a 20-point game. It was closer to a 10-point game most of the yeah. way. Penn State actually almost came back in early in the second half, but you know couldn't make a single three every time they tried to tie it, uh, and it kind of fell apart from there. But you know, at the end of the game, they put their bench in, and they kind of just get blown out of the water from there, and Rutgers keeps like playing aggressively against like four freshmen and, and guys who don't see the court much, and it's like, yeah, they extend the lead, so it's going to look worse than it actually was. But, you know, I, I think there is some... I don't want to say overreaction. Like, you're allowed to feel how you want after a team loses that you root for, right? Like, yeah. for instance, I will be devastated if the Eagles lose to the 49ers on Sunday and will probably, like, not talk to anyone. You're going to have to call me, like, 12 times next week to get me on the podcast uh, or to yeah. just get me out of bed at that point or from hiding in my basement wherever I'm camping out uh, if the Eagles lose. But, like, so fans, can you can feel how you want to feel after losing games. Uh, but I, I do think, like, big picture and, you know, my job looking big picture, like, it's it's not that big of a deal. Right. Like it is, you want to win. Of course, you want, we talk about having opportunities. But I said last week, like, I was like, I, I, on here, I was like, I don't think they're going into the rack or Jersey Mike's Arena uh, and, or, yeah. and winning that game. Right. Like, I thought that was always going to be a tough win. Listen, sometimes they just play out how, how we think they're going to play out. And, and that's what it is, what it is. Yeah, it, it is what it is, like you said. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, especially, with, let, let, I'll speak to the fans about this, you know, because I've seen some stuff like, since that game is all oh, this is this is the same Penn State team. They won't do this. They can't win the games they're supposed to win. Like we're talking about going on the road and beating the Rutgers team, which is number two in the Big Ten right now. We're not talking about Rutgers of old, and we're talking about teams that are. This is the number two team in the Big Ten now. It's not Michigan. It's not Michigan State. It's not Ohio State. It's not these teams. We're talking about Rutgers. Rutgers is the number two team in the country, number two team in the conference right now. So for Penn State to go there, and uh, yeah, it might have been a 20-point loss, but at the end of the day, I look at it as, and being a player, a loss is a loss. If you lose by one, if you lose by 20, there is no moral victories and, and, and losses when it comes to how many points you lost by. You know, so that lo- the loss by 20 doesn't is no difference than the loss by one. 
And the team is a good team. This is a good team. Penn State is a good team, and they're going to be a good team, and they're going to continue to get better. And I think that, and what I said when we first started this podcast a long time ago before the season or right when the season started, we don't want to be the best team now in January. We want to be the best team in March. And if that if that means that we lose – and, and against Rutgers, and then we go and we win more games, and we beat Purdue, we beat Michigan. Like you said, if you go win the, one of those games or two of the both of those games, nobody says anything about Rutgers, you know. And that, and that's all that matters. You want to yeah, be the and, best and, team you can be in March. Yeah, and, and odds are, by the way, they're going to catch one of these teams at some point. Like mm-hmm. they already caught Illinois in December and and won mm-hmm. on the road. Odds are they'll probably do it again. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just the nature of the sport. We talk about going five hundred in conference usually. Teams that do that win two on the road and lose two at home or something like that, right? Like it's very rarely split, like 10-0 at home, 10-0 on the road, or, or 0-10 on the road. Uh, it's, there's usually a mix in there. And, and you mentioned, right, they're number two in the Big Ten right now. They're number two in the country in defense. Like scoring 45 points on this team is a thing that happens, right? Like, mm-hmm. And they have a big in Cliff Amorari, like that is, I mean, he's unbelievable. Like he's going to play in the NBA. He's an excellent rim protector. Not, not that great of a finisher around the rim, but when you're four inches taller than the guy guarding you, it's a little easier to finish around the rim, uh, and it's a little easier to to make those things happen. Uh, and this is, a, according to Ken Palm, the number seventeen team in the country. Like, yeah. yes, a team better than Penn State beat Penn State when they were playing at home. That mm-hmm. is going to happen. That is, I think, a reality of sports, right? Like sometimes the better team wins, especially when they have home court advantage, home field advantage, what have you. So like. Yeah, I just like you, you're right. You, you nailed it with the like when they when they catch the other one. Like if it's Purdue, uh, maybe it's Maryland on the road or Ohio State on the road or Northwestern on the road. Like when they catch one of those, all of this goes away. Or if they like mm-hmm. just run the table at home and happen to beat Minnesota or Nebraska on the road, right? Like when they're ten and ten in the conference, like all of it yeah. goes away and no one cares. And you know suddenly they have twenty wins going into the Big Ten tournament, and like you're. You're kind of playing with house money because you're probably in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. at that point, even if you don't win any games there. So I just think like I, I don't like to to pull the Aaron Rodgers relax thing, but that would be my mm-hmm. advice to fans right now. Like relax. Yeah, I'm with you. This is, rel- it is a long season. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. I'll I pull it. You know what I mean? I, I'm confident that, hey, relax. You know, I, we tell the fans, relax. Even when I was at even when I was playing there, it was like, hey, relax. You know what I mean? We're, we we we're. First off, these are kids, you know what I mean, doing the best they can do. And, you know, yes. and, and they're going out there, giving out it, giving it their all. And what they need is support. I understand, like, hey, you're not supposed to be happy about losses, you know what I mean? When your team loses, the team that you root for, you know, a team that you, a lot of, for a lot of fans, is that they grew up in Happy Valley or they have some type of ties to Penn State and they enjoy Penn State, all sports, being competitive and winning. And I understand that, being upset about losses, but to, to see, see some of the stuff I saw already about chalk in the season and, and you know, it, or even some, some some thoughts about coach not being the right person and he's just like every other, everybody else. And that's just, you know, honestly, it's, it's bullshit. You know, it's blasphemy. Like, for me to even hear this and you read some of that stuff. Like, I even had somebody that replied back to me. He was like, hey, man, just don't read any of the blog, the Penn State blogs right now because they're going crazy. And I'm not because one thing I've learned as a player is that half the time, <laughs> the one thing you never do is read what people are tweeting and saying about you in blogs because, you know, half the time is I love you and other half, other half is I hate you. So you never even participate in reading that type of stuff. But I will say relax. Let this team be what this team is going to be. And what they need is a support. You know, I think Sunday is the next game, and then I think it's a thon game, and it's, which is huge. And now you're talking about something that's not necessarily about basketball because at the end of the day, this is 
life is about basketball. We're trying to teach these young men how to become the best they can be. And you know what I mean? Obviously, they play the game of basketball and they've treated them to in a, in, in a best of life to be able to play the, the game for uh, and get a college degree for for free. And that's what it all that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And what they do after that is based on their skill level and how hard they really work to get it. But as fans, I would love for Penn State fans to be better at just supporting their team and, and, and understanding that, hey, you can't win every game and you're not going to win every game. But at the end of the day, we need somebody to be able to back you up and be behind you in, in all in all phases. But you, you look at some of the best teams, man. They have such a great fan base because they win or whatever it is, win or lose. We know, hey, you know, they might have dropped this one, but we're going to back them up the next time because we they need us to help them when it comes when Michigan comes to comes to our place. And we have to be able to defend them. We can't be like, well, they lost the Rutgers. I'm not going to come today. You know what I mean? That, that's just it's just I, I hate and I've seen it because I've been a part of it at Penn State. And it's just really terrible to see that. And, then, you know, I think that right now this this program is going in the right direction and it needs to be backed by the more and more by the fans. And I need they need to be able to do that. You know what I mean? They Penn State is brought up, like you said, like you mentioned, and we have great players that have come out. You know, I had professional careers myself, Lamar, even all the guys that have been they've been overseas. Like we, they've had great players come in and, and play well and play basketball afterwards. And it's something that now you have the chance to see these guys at Penn State. And we're talking about some of these guys might have a chance to become pros. You know what I mean? Why not go out there and support them and root for your team? At the end of the day, win, lose, or draw. Hey, we know one thing we do know about this team is they're going to go out there, compete. They're going to give it their all. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for, for a group of, you know what I mean, guys that are some are freshmen from 18 to 21, 22-year-olds. Yeah, and, and the uh, you mentioned the boards and the message boards and the blogs. Like, that is good advice. I'm a glutton for punishment. I got to, like, yeah. <laughs> I hop on there. Well, that's like, your job, I'm though. That's your it. job. Like, yeah, yeah. It, no, it's not my job to go on those boards. I just like yeah. sometimes like you just like to involve yourself in the tire fire and just see, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of like, hmm, this is going poorly. Uh, but no, I, I think you're right. Like in and listen, people who uh, the, the people who are like sort of on uh, Micah and the job he's doing, I think may end up regretting some of that uh, mm-hmm. in a few years if he isn't the head coach anymore and he's at a much bigger program, you know, and if that happens, like, you know, there like support could be one of those reasons i'm not saying it is like he is he's not Mm -hmm. to be abundantly clear he has not said anything like that this is me uh, stating my opinion but like support would easily for me if i was a head coach be one of those reasons that i would be like "Mm, maybe i'll go to a better job because like i'm with you like i've noticed this fan base more than any and listen i'm a philly sports fan like i am willing to turn on a whim on some stuff right (laughs) like i will just start saying some shit after a win or a loss it does not matter uh but like this fan base, the Penn State men's basketball fan base, it seems like the first loss or the first sign of trouble. It's like you said, it's, oh, here we go again. Same old Penn State. And it's like, I don't know what that's accomplishing, right? Like, it's almost as if people who say those kind of things kind of didn't want them to succeed in the first place, right? Like, they, yeah. they like the idea of like, oh, see, told you. Like, I told you so. I told you so. Like, they just kind of want to be right more than they want the team to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is a strange fandom to possess because I got to tell you, I am very rarely actively rooting against, uh, you know, the Sixers, the Eagles, the Phillies. Uh, there were listen, there were some games that you were a part of when you were on the Sixers where I may have been rooting against them because I wanted. Listen, you want that number one pick, baby. Like you know, it's, it's, that's that's what you want sometimes. Uh, but trust like, the it's, it's one of those things. Like, uh, that's right. Trust the process. Live and die by it. Uh, but like. With college basketball, you don't get a first pick when you start losing. (laughs) Like, things are going to get worse. Uh, So, like, there's no reason to root against a team pretty much ever. Uh, And so, like, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think the, the 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 fan base is a little too quick to turn, right? A little too mm-hmm. quick to turn on the program and a little quick too quick to declare the season over. And I understand, like, it's okay to be, like, in your feelings after a loss and you're frustrated, like, because you invest time into this team. And a lot of, like, for some people, they invest money into this team and tickets and yeah, all that right, stuff, right. you know, merchandise. And, you know, now with, like, NIL collectives, fans are even more mm-hmm. involved. Uh, and, and uh, you know, sports betting and all of that stuff. And so it's like there's more involvement. But, like, you got to understand, like, that putting that stuff, especially out there in public on, like, Twitter and stuff, which is, by the way, here's your daily reminder. Don't tweet at players or recruits. There's no need to do it. Unless you're talking about Tim. Like, tweet at Tim. Tweet at Tim all the time. But don't tweet at you current tweet at players me, and not- <laughs> recruits. Uh, there is there is no need for it. You tweet at me, I'm probably not going to see it. So, But – It took it took me a while. I I will say this: it took me a while, especially in my younger career, especially my younger pro career as well. That uh, it took me a while to really grow out of that of not really, not necessarily caring what people say about you on Twitter, but necessarily that it, even if you do read it, it shouldn't affect you. As in, as it shouldn't affect how you go about your day, and it shouldn't dwell like you. When we talk about, like I've had teammates and friends, and they talk about a lot of that mental illness, and a lot of it is based on the approval of others. You know what I mean? And you gotta understand, fans are are fans. You know what I mean? And they will say whatever, and and we see it, especially nowadays with you know social media. People say things to get get you riled up. They don't really mean it, but they say it because they want the reaction out of you, and. I know that, you know what I mean? Guys tweet, you know what I mean? Why think tweet, tweet whatever you want, like you said. And even like we, we, we mentioned too about when Penn State loses, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to, you know, express your frustration. Oh, man, we couldn't make a shot. We shouldn't have did this. But at the end of the day, that should never stop your support. That's, that's That was my whole biggest with that rant that I had. It should never stop your support. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be like, man, we got to do better. It's okay to yell, you know, be, be upset. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I shouldn't stop your support because... These kids are going out there doing the best that they can. And at the end of the day, they went in the Rutgers, the number two team in the conference, and they lost. You know what I mean? It's not time to jump ship now. Let's talk about jumping ship when it's March. Then you jump ship then. You know what I mean? If you really want to jump ship, which I don't think you should. But to do it now in er in January, early February, it it doesn't make sense to me because it's still a long season. A lot of things can change. And we got another game on Sunday. Yeah. And by the way, at Tim Phrase 23, tweeted him all day long. (laughs) Uh, this keep keep firing those tweets away, but no, I, I I think you're right. Like even like in my line of work, right? Like I get like emails all the time, and like people tweet at me like about stories, and like that that shit will crush your confidence, right? And you really yes. gotta like grow thick skin early on. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm only uh, you know 27, uh, and and like I've been doing this five or six years. Those first two years when I worked at Rivals, and like I was on a message board, like that was my actual job was being on the message board and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was not good, right? Like you, you read everyone's opinion, not just about the team, but then it becomes about you when you start becoming yeah. the target as like the journalist. And it's like, whoa, whoa, like what? I was just stating like what I saw. You know what I mean? And like, so yeah, I think people are a little too quick to turn on anyone nowadays that they can see as a target for their frustration. Uh, but yeah, especially with this team, because uh, by the way, you mentioned it, and we can get into the scouting report now. We're going to spin it forward to two really good opportunities, right? And you yeah. mentioned Sunday; it's the Thon game. That is like the biggest game of the year for Penn State. I, you know, they've, they've already opened up a bunch of sections up top. They opened them up for Nebraska, too, by the way, for the mm-hmm. coaches versus cancer game. 
last Saturday. They're going to open them again on Sunday. That game tips at noon, you know, so you have enough time to go home and watch the Eagles afterwards. You should have a good hour-long buffer to get home there and, and, and watch that game. I've already planned that out, for instance, and I know plenty of other fans will, but there's no excuse now. You know what I mean? They gave you a window to get there. Uh, and this is an opportunity, though, because they face this Michigan team on the road, and they could have beaten them. Uh, and they, yeah. you know, that was the game we talked about. Uh, Evan Mahaffey was the lead ball handler quite a bit, and you know, he was attacking Hunter Dickinson as kind of the, when Mahaffey was the five, and that was really the first game we saw him have some involvement. Uh, and I think we can bunch this game and the Purdue game together because it is – I mentioned this before we started recording. Like, they, they play Michigan and Purdue consecutively. They did that three weeks ago. It's the same order except they flip which one's at home, right? And there's no Palestri game involved. Uh, and, and so, you know, they have Michigan, uh, on, on Sunday and then they get Purdue. And once again, they get these gigantic centers, seven foot, one hundred Dickinson and seven foot 12, uh, Zach Eady, seemingly that or nine foot eight, whatever his listed height actually is. Cause he's enormous. Uh, you get those guys back to back. And so you got to do it again. And so you got to face these guys again and they're going to try and like bully you down low. And to me, Listen, I, I I might sound like a broken record. You got to get those guys to defend on the perimeter. Uh, I yeah. went on uh, Steve Jones' radio show yesterday. He does uh, the play-by-play for for Penn State men's basketball and football and everything else. And you know, I, I said this then, like you need those guys to have to move their feet. They are that tall and they are not uh, agile, right? Like those size eighty six shoes or whatever they happen to be, like aren't moving that quick. Uh, so you get those guys on the perimeter, you can start to build some advantages. Yeah. Hey, shout out Steve Jones too, man. He was always one of my guys, one of my favorites yeah. there too. So I don't know if he he tunes in. I made a, maybe we gotta tweet him and make sure he tunes in. But shout out to Steve Jones, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Miss you, guy. Yeah, Steve's the best. Yeah, but I will say uh, we talk about these two big men. They just played against each other yesterday. I think. I think you know. What I mean, yes. Purdue pulls out the win. Yes. The, the two big, the two giants is battled against each other right now. So this is the perfect opportunity, I think, for Penn State, man. They just hard fall game between the two of them. Michigan drops the game. Michigan, I don't know if they have another game before they come to Penn State, but this is a perfect opportunity for, hey, you got them on the ropes. They just fought a, a hard fall game. The bigs are there. We have to use as much as we can about pushing the pace, making that big come out and stop threes. He has to come out and hedge out on those threes. We need Funk. We need Dread. We need all those guys to be hot. And now you've had these days. You had an off night. Hey, you know what you do as a pro or as an, as an athlete? You know, as a college, college pro, professional athlete, you go in there, you get in the gym, you shoot on the gun. You start getting those same shots, you get those game shots as much as possible to get that rhythm back because you are a shooter. You know, hey, you miss some, you're going to make the next one. Whatever the, whatever the quote is, hey, I only miss 1,000 or 900 shots, whatever I don't take or whatever that quote is. But you got to go out there and take them. And one thing we do know, <laughs> one thing we do know about this team is that regardless if they're missing or not, they're going to take them. So my thing is to put the time in, get the work. Obviously, take care of your bodies and, and make sure you're ready because you've got a tough game right now. And and I keep talking about the Thon, man, because at the end of Thon, making this a Thon game, how special it is because this game is more than just Penn State versus Michigan. It's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be everybody's going to – I saw the um, the uh, the preview with the shirts. It's going to be everybody's going to have the different color shirts on for Thon. It's going to be huge. And I understand that you're playing for more than just what just this basketball game. Obviously, you're playing for – the Big Ten Conference in your seating and, and for yourself and you want to win. But think about the bigger picture that you're playing for more than that. You're playing for everyone in Thon and what Thon means to Penn State and what Thon means to the to the whole country. So go out there and, and, let, and let it fly. And I, and I think, hey, shooters, one thing I do know playing with some great shooters in my time is that, hey, man, once they have off days, but they don't they don't stay in funks and, and use that hyperbole with Andrew Funk. We don't stay in funks too long. 
that, hey, man, like, you got to be able to make more shots and, and, and let it fly, man. So I'm expecting it to be a, a, this team to come out firing with all firing in all cylinders. I think they're going to be hyped. I think they might even be a little bit too hyped because I think there's going to be a lot of fans there and they want to be able to go out there and, and show them because, you know, I hate to say it, how we've already been talking about it as far as like the fans are talking in, in the negative in negative way about this team. You know, I hate to say it, but I'm sure some of these players have already seen it and, and, and they know they got to step up in a big way and they got to make shots and they want to prove it. You know, this gives you the opportunity to go out there and prove it. But, I, you know, I will say this, if they if even if they listen to this, don't prove it to the fans, man. Prove it for yourself. You know, what I mean, you know what player you are, you know what, how much time you put into work. Do it for yourself, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, everything to do with Thon. Uh, these like every anytime they do anything with Thon, like. I'm always up in press or like wiping tears from my eyes, right? Like yes. it is like, it's such a hyper emotional event in general, right? And, and so you, you incorporate that into the game. Like there's, there should be some juice to this game, right? Like people mm-hmm. are going to be invested. The people that really want to be there, like you said, there's more than basketball at play uh, when you're, when you're raising money for Thon and everything. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hope for their sake that the fans are invested because I, you know, I wanted to mention this earlier. The Nebraska game was, was, not packed, but there were a lot of fans there and they mm-hmm. pulled off the curtains to some areas of the BJC. And as you know, that does not happen a lot, um, but they did. And it was kind of a, a kind of a sleepy crowd, right? Like it was, mm. I, I, and, and Micah Shrewsbury even talked about this, you know, uh, extensively afterward. Like it was just kind of uh, not afterwards, sorry, on, on the Monday following the game, it, it was, it was as if they weren't interested in what was going on in the court in a game that they won like pretty handily, like they should have been into it. Uh, and so I think Penn state kind of needs those fans to be into it on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Be into it at those rest, the rest of those home games, give them a real home court advantage and not just like be there to be there. Right. Yeah. I assume you're there to support the basketball team, right there. Listen, those of us on press row, there's a rule, a, a genuine rule, no cheering on press row. Most of us aren't fans. Well, I, I would, argue none of us are fans of the team right like it's not our job to be we're the objective like observer but like you guys should be going nuts right like every Mm -hmm. made shot like against a good opponent should be getting everyone on their feet and get everyone going right like that's part of fandom like again i'm not here to tell everyone to be a fan i know i'm a bit of a lunatic when it comes to philadelphia sports that's perfectly understandable that that no one wants to be that i I watch Mm -hmm. eagles games in the basement by myself for that reason but like get into it like let yourself feel the, the energy of the arena right let yourself have some uh, get the get the joy out of it, and I think that's an important thing moving forward too. To for fans to show support for this program, I know that you know uh, they're like I think they're last in NIL right now in the Big Ten, which is not a great sign. Which is also like an indication of support. You know what I mean? There's more than yeah. just yelling and screaming. There's like financial support that they that the teams need to compete now. And so I think it is, you know, I think it is really interesting uh, to watch that kind of dynamic at play where it's like it's full but does it matter that it's full you know what i mean and i don't know if you ever yeah. played in front of crowds like that where it's like oh there's so many people here and then the game starts and it's like why is it so quiet like why is why is everyone not like all that into this yeah i think you i think you see that but i think you as a player you don't really notice it as much you know i think until you know maybe afterwards or you know because you're so locked in as far as like the game's going on. And I know from my, I can only speak for myself is that sometimes I don't even notice that much, but maybe in the beginning of the game, when the game first starts, you know, it's not, you know, it's very kind of dull. They're kind of waiting for something to happen. And I think with this Penn State team, they bring highlights, you know, and, you know, I mean, maybe it's not flashy, crazy dunks, but, you know, they do get dunks every now and then, but they should 
the dunks are the same as for for Penn State. But this this team is threes. You know, you know, it's the way they shoot threes, the way they make threes, and they get hot from the field, man. That's the type of thing that you need. And, and, and those guys that are hustle players as well, they're driving on the floor, making stops. I think I think that's what the, the fans need to see more, see some of that. But at the end of the day, if you come to the game, enjoy the game. You know what I mean? I, I know you rather you want it to be loud and things, but I think just getting the fans into the game is more is more where I'm going. Because at, and one thing I do know about being a fan, like you said, being a Philly fan or even being a fan of myself, when I go to games, which has been a while as far as like basketball games, but I'm thinking more of football, baseball and things like that. You know, the, the World Series champs, Astros. But we, we don't need to we don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. But, but I'm saying when you go to deserve that. <laughs> I'm saying when you go to games, and even though you might not necessarily be locked into the game, when you see others around, it's a trickle effect. It's like when they start the wave. You know, nobody, no, no one person that no everybody in the in, in the stands is not like, you know what? Let's do the wave. It's always the one person that does it. And now and the next one goes, and now we, you know, it's a whole trickle effect, and everybody's going around. So I think that's more so if we get the people there, the, the great amount of people there, the more people there, the more people will follow on to the fans that are starting to cheer and the people, the Nittany Nation, you know, everybody that's standing up and cheering and going on for the for the team. So I'm more so just, hey, we can get them all in there. I don't care if we got to bring back when I was there, the dollar hot dog nights or whatever it is, to get everybody in there. But I'm sure for this Thon game, you know, it'll be packed and I think it'll be loud for them. And I'm I'm excited to see this team go out there and compete at home in, in a packed stadium. More importantly, bring back the food vouchers for the media. Please just let me have a chicken strip basket for free. That's all I'm asking for. That's I, I'm not asking for much here. Just some chicken strips and some fries with a little barbecue sauce. That's all. Oh, more, I just think less. about how uh, how bad I was, man. Like when it was do- hot dollar dog night, man. I just like I, I just can't oh, imagine dude. me being a professional athlete, like putting that type of stuff in my body before games. Like I sneak off and give me a couple of hot dogs. Like sneak after the game, they'd be like, "Hey, is there any hot dogs left?" You know. I, but hey, I was young. You know, my body can replenish that. Like, you know, the calories, nothing. Hey, just get it. That was nothing then. But today, if I try to eat a hot dog or something like that, <laughs> next thing I know, I'll be I'll be out of for two weeks. You're, you're talking about to the guy who, like, routinely goes to dollar beer night at, like, State College Spikes games and has to arrange his travel to and from. So I get it. Like, I like I I am not <laughs> capable of getting myself there or back because uh, I got to be I got to be fully prepared for dollar beer night and dollar dog night is. Sadly, much the same, which is, again, why I golf and uh, do not play basketball currently. Uh, but no, I think, you know, I, I think you're right. Like, I think that that juice matters. Um, and, and I think one of the reasons it matters, and this is a good time to, to talk about the word on campus here, is because of what I said earlier in you as a fan, I think, should want to keep Micah Shrewsbury around, which means showing him support, right, and showing his program support, because we've already seen I'd heard this previously, and it's been, you know, you've seen it now publicly, the connections between Notre Dame potentially targeting him now that Mike Bray called it a career after, I think, 23 years as the men's basketball coach there. Georgetown is a job that has been connected to Shrewsbury. Patrick Ewing is still the head coach there, and hasn't they haven't made a move there. But, like, we've seen in stories, like, his, Shrewsbury's name has been connected to Georgetown. And so those are the type of programs and listen like i mentioned earlier like if purdue ever comes calling like if matt painter would ever leave like he's probably going to take it and for good reason and like there's only so much you can do in that scenario right but yeah i don't know if this is a program that should be losing its head coach potentially to a notre dame to a georgetown do i think they will i i don't know the answer to that right now but i think that's the other thing is the the fan base and the university is kind of in a spot where it has to show 
that it's going to invest in the men's basketball program, right? Because mm-hmm. I got to tell you, man, I've been around basketball coaches uh, for pretty much the last six years, like nonstop, especially when I cover recruiting, like you're with coaches all the time. Uh, Micah is continually one of the most impressive that, that I've spoken to. And you can probably speak that to this. Well, not probably definitely can speak to this much better than I can having played in the NBA and been around a ton of coaches. Like to me, Micah is showing the signs of a guy who is good right now and has the upside to be like an elite college basketball coach in the not so distant future. Yeah, of course. Like we, we spent, you know, I think it was maybe two, two episodes ago. We talked about how great of a person Micah is, you know, and that's outside of the basketball piece, you know, how great of a person is his family and, and what he's done to impact these kids as well. These players, he's, you know, and what he's done, to, I think impact the community in, in state college as well. So I think it's huge. You know, we can't take that for granted. And I think even with just previous coaches that we have, I don't want to knock on them as well. You can't take them for granted as well. You know what I mean? We To get players and recruits to Penn State is tough. I just have to just, just call it what it is, spade to spade. It is tough to get players there because they're, you know, it is what it is. It's a football school. It's not hard to get guys to come there and play football. But to get basketball, it's tough. And for what Micah's done and what the previous coaches have done, they've been able to get players there. You know what I mean? I think us fans, uh, you know, the Penn State fans, we lose track of what the greatness and the good things that they've done because of a loss to Rutgers or a loss to, you know, uh, somebody else. You know what I mean? For us, or we we, 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 we harp on the negative more than we talk about the good. You know what I mean? We know we don't talk about the 2011 team that went to the, or when we went to the tournament. You know what I mean? Or when Lamar and them, they go, you know what I mean? Basically, should have made the tournament. We're ranked so, in the top ten, right? Ranked in the top ten. You know, we don't, we don't, we we forget about that. All we talk about is, oh, this is the same old Penn State team, but it's not because this team has been, you know, Penn State program has been growing ever since I've been there for sure. We talk about the Taylor battle to me to DJ Newbill to you know what I mean. I don't Lamar to everybody, Tony Carr to the the program is continuing to grow grow in the right direction, and and now Shrewsbury is ahead of it. And he's taking it off to even more. You know, he's continuing to push this even even more and, and farther up. And he's getting more recruits to recruit. Hey, we need more. We need better recruits. Okay, Shrewsbury's bringing them in. You know what I mean? The team is doing better at, at what they are now. Like, they're shooting the ball. They had a tough night. The word on campus, what you said, is, you know what I mean, that we shouldn't be, you know what I mean, really trying to push him out the door. But for me, I keep saying to Aaron Rodgers, man, relax. Because right now we need to relax and understand what's going on with this team right now and focus on right now. Speak on the good. Talk about the good. It's okay to be upset about the losses and, and the negative. Hey, man, we don't have a big man this, this, uh, right now to do this and that. But that's not the case. We got young big men. They're going to be great. We just got to give them a chance to be great. You know, guys miss shots. Okay, they miss shots. We got to give them a chance to make shots in the next game. We got to give them chances. You have to give them opportunities. It's not the time right now to – to call it quits on on the program, on this season, or even coach, or even these players, because these, they don't deserve it. Coach doesn't deserve it. The players don't deserve it. The program doesn't deserve it. This team is going is, is a good team. They are a tournament team in my eyes and in your eyes is what we've already said. And this team is going to go places. All we have to do is just give them the opportunity, continue to support them, and send them in the right direction. And whatever happens after that, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But you gave it your all. The team is going to give it to all. Coach is going to give it to all. And I think the fans should do the same thing. And I and, and, yeah, and by and, no means should I do. I continue to say that, that I don't think fans should be upset about losses because 
they can be upset because you know who else is upset? The players are upset. You know who else is upset? Coach is upset. Everybody's upset. It's okay to be upset. But as long as we're together upset, then, you know, that's going to take us places to where we need to be. And what the end goal is, is to make the NCAA tournament and make some noise, which they can do. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. You know, I mentioned that when I talked to Steve yesterday. Uh, like, this is a team built to when it gets to the tournament, win a couple rounds. Like, this, I don't think mm-hmm. this is a first round exit team because of the way they play. You know, this elite guard play can take you a lot of places in the NCAA tournament yeah. and they got arguably the best point guard in the country, Jalen Pickett. So I think they can make things happen once they get there. And like all of this is to, not to say either that like I think Micah is infallible in any way. Like I even disagreed with what he said after the Rutgers game, right? Like he said that, you know, he needs someone to step up. He needs guys to be, you know, you know, to come together and stuff like that. And to me, it was like just an off night, right? Like I think that was yeah. a bit of an overreaction to what looked like a worse loss than it was. And I'm only scoring 45 points. I understand his frustration, but like he's not infallible. I think he's wrong at times. Uh, I'm sure like he will tell you he's not always right either. It's it's human to be wrong. I don't like always agree with his his decisions or everything he does, but I do think he has the program treading in the right direction. And as you said, they're building on something. This is his second year at Penn State. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about them making the NCAA tournament. That is a testament to his coaching staff, to him coaching, to the players he's gotten, to the way the players have played, to the development staff, to all of it, right? Like that is a testament to everything that has happened over the last, what, 21 months, 22 months since he, he got to, to Penn State, right? Like this is, uh, this is an opportunity for them to be ahead of schedule as far as I'm concerned. Because yep. you talked to most people preseason. I know you and I said they'd make the NCAA tournament. You said they would be on the bubble, and I said that they would be slightly over it, basically. I don't think many other people were saying that. And now that's the expectation mm-hmm. because of how yep. well they played. And so I, I think like it is, you know, like you said, it, it is, uh, it's a bit too early to, to give mm-hmm. up on this current iteration of the team and – you know, I think people should try and enjoy the ride uh, a little more. And again, I, I Philly sports fan. I am very much mm-hmm. turning on everyone at a moment's notice, getting unreasonably angry at the TV, barking at the TV in the first quarter of games because I'm a lunatic. It happens. I get it. But like, again, to pull it one more time, relax. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, the season is going to, <laughs> in all likelihood, end as a, as a success. And I think that matters a lot. Uh, but I think that's a good place to wrap it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at @johnsover. You can find Tim, as I said, at TimPhrase23. Just tweet him all the time. He basically just wants you to continue tweeting him until you can't anymore. I think that's the ideal scenario. Uh, you can find this podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok at Beyond the Big Ten Ten One Zero, or uh, written out one zero. Uh, on YouTube at Beyond Big Ten again, written out one zero. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.